Hello, and welcome to episode 99 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Fallon, and with me is Casey Brady. This week, we're going to take a look at Tammy, starring Melissa McCarthy. Our top five will be based off of road trip films. And for the film club segment, Bob recommended to me nothing, while I recommended to him Cool Hand Luke, starring Paul Newman. Hey, we have 99 episodes, and Tammy is this one. (laughs) Wow. I just came up with that at the top of my head. Hmm. That's good. Uh, man, no, actually, it took me half an hour before the episode to figure it out. And 14 that. takes. <laughs> but yeah, so Tammy is this one, and it's a movie that we're going to review. So what were your expectations heading into this particular film? Um, for me, I know you hate Melissa McCarthy for some reason. I don't know if I hate her, but I, I just don't like her movies. Her movies haven't been good. Yeah, or her. Um, but I, like... I know I can like her humor. Uh, she kind of has that that funniness to her that I, I like. I just haven't seen it in a way that I like in a film. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I liked her in Bridesmaids. We almost did a top five Melissa McCarthy movies, and I think Bridesmaids probably would have made my number one. Okay. Not um, the one with Runaway Bride? Julia Roberts? Yes. Which one is that? You mean Sandra Bullock? Sandra Bullock. I always get them confused. Okay, sorry. Yeah, the heat. I I thought the heat was a three minutes in, and I already made it. (laughs) Hey, we're breaking records all the time. Yeah, um, I just. It seems like she does the same thing over and over again. Let's make fun of my own weight. Let's just be obnoxious and. And I know she can do better than that. I feel like she's picking bad scripts, or maybe there's just not. Or she's being, you know, shoehorned into this role because of her appearance. But this movie, Tammy, she actually wrote and directed with her husband, Ben Falcon. Okay. So if she's going to write herself a good part, this would be it. Yeah, unless she's not a good writer. Maybe that's possibly a possibility. Um, I think right now she's still trying to get her foot in the door inside this Hollywood biz. Um, not that she's not already I mean, in. She got an Oscar she, nomination for Best Supporting Actress for Bridesmaids. Yeah, but and, and she has her own uh, pretty successful TV show. But she's still not a household name by any means. Um, and I think she's still trying to be that household name. She wants, um, well, I think she's a household name. I just don't think she's a movie star that she wants to be. Okay, I, I guess. I mean, she's Molly. <laughs> From uh, Mike and Molly. Mike and Molly. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I still, I don't think she's a, as big as maybe just more of a recognizable face than than people like. Oh, that's most McCarthy. Exactly. Um, and so until she becomes that, maybe, maybe she'll get better roles once everyone does know her name more so than just her face. Yeah. Let's hope so, because man, she sucks lately in her early <laughs> early to mid career. Mm. Uh, and Tammy. Not much better. Not much better, but better. You think so? <laughs> yeah, I do think it's better. I think the heat is better. Oh, my. You don't know anything about movies if you say that. Hey, it took us 99 episodes <laughs> to figure that out. <laughs> I know the heat was really bad, I thought. For I the gave movie. it a 6 out of 10. Did you? Um, this is easily a 7. <laughs> You're giving it your score right out the gates. 
yeah, I give it a seven. I'll give it a seven right now. I'll give it five and a half right now. Five and a half. Did you not laugh? I did. I really actually liked the first ten minutes or so a lot. Okay. I really thought. She, the, let's just say she's a, a woman who's just having a bad string of luck. She, she, her car. She hits a deer. She gets fired at work. She goes home to find that her husband is cheating on her with the next door neighbor, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So then she decides, I'm taking your car, mom, and I'm gonna go on a road trip. And grandma decides She's to come along. along. Wow. So that's the movie. Basically, it's just them bonding and and having a good old time on the road. Because both both have their own problems. Yeah. So. Ninety nine. <laughs> no, but uh, I yeah, like I was saying, I liked the beginning because I thought it showed. I thought it did a great job of having humor, not fantastic comedy beats, but showed some some humor as well as the dark character. Like the her, you can I felt like you could really see the emotional damage that had been done to her in the beginning. In the beginning. Up to what point do you consider the beginning? Until she actually goes on her... Until oh. they actually get into the car to go on the road trip. Okay. That, I, what I thought, was the best character stuff. And then after that, it kind of mm, lost its way. Wow, that's surprising. Um, I thought from that point beforehand, uh, the beginning, was they were just trying to be funny. I didn't really see much character except for this caricature of a extremely sloppy Oh, that's person. there. That's um, definitely there. Um, just over the top. Some of it was funny. Her crude attitude was kind of funny sometimes. Uh, there was a lot of hit or miss jokes throughout the entire film. Yes. Um, either you laughed or you just were like, okay, move on. Rolled your eyes, yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't really like the beginning. I wanted to Mm, get past that. I wanted to get through that. Um, and right past the beginning, then her character actually calms down and becomes somewhat normal, almost like, um... And that's when it lost me. Really? Yeah. When she became like a normal person, at least to a, uh, uh, an extent where she might have had some kind of mental illness, uh, which it definitely seemed like she had a mental illness. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't make her um, like a cartoon character. See, here's I know what you're saying. Like, in the first ten minutes, she's just doing the quote-unquote stereotypical Melissa McCarthy thing where she's just like uh, cursing and being obnoxious and over the top. But I just felt like the way she played it was a lot different. Not a lot different, but she just did it. Something in her performance was just better than that typical role where, yeah, she's saying and doing all these things, but I felt like you could, at least I could, see behind her eyes like she's actually hurting and she's just lashing out as a self-defense mechanism, whereas in Identity Thief and stuff like that, it's just... There's nothing behind it. Hmm. And then I felt like once the road trip actually got started, when she became, quote-unquote, more like a normal person, that the thing that I was captivated by in the beginning was gone, and then it was just dumb jokes. And I think the complete opposite. <laughs> I feel like we watched like a different movie, because once she became a normal person, yeah, there were still a lot of dumb jokes, but some funny ones. But you then that's when you got to see... The emotion behind her. And that, I just didn't buy it at that point. Okay, I didn't buy There was no That's way crazy, I could yeah. possibly have bought it in the beginning, in my opinion. Um, and I can understand not buying it for the rest of the film, but um, not if you bought it in the beginning. 
I bought my stocks yeah. right away, and I but, sold them. Um, <laughs> yeah, throughout the whole film, though, it definitely was a lot of hit or miss. Um, even not just the jokes, but the segments themselves. There's only one, actually, I thought, really good part. Uh, maybe not really good part. Can I guess? Sure. You don't want me to. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm fine. <laughs> was was I not negative? No. After the lesbian party? The morning after? No. Okay, because I like that part. The beginning. Well, I guess that whole segment of the lesbian It was pretty good. Thing, one, um, Kathy Bates, she actually did a really good she job. She did. Her and the Sandra O, I believe I, is the Asian woman's name. I believe so. Um, she did, Kathy Bates really did a good job. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't over the top at all. I mean, I don't, she wasn't funny. But she played her, it felt like a real character. It felt like a completely real character. Yeah. That just was, I don't know, it actually, for some reason, it made that segment of the film almost peaceful in a way. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but it was nice. I know what you mean, yeah. But I like the next morning when she thinks her grandma's dead. That I actually laughed at. Oh, It's pretty hilarious when you think your grandma's dead. (laughs) See, you had Um, to be there. Now, what about the party when uh, the grandma... uh, (laughs) Flashed herself? That and she she makes fun of and really Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Melissa calls her a hamburger or something. Yeah. <laughs> See, I that was, was dark. A, that was a very dark yeah. moment, and I felt it. I mean, it, it was okay. I mean, I didn't really love anything in this movie, but I did like the lesbian party, and a little bit after that. Mm-hmm. That's probably the highlight of the later part of the movie for me. Still, I thought it was chuckle worthy. Nothing like. That I really enjoyed that much. Okay, yeah, I, I fully. I mean, every once in a while, I did actually laugh out loud, and when a movie does that, that's pretty cool. Um, that's because you were getting tickled by. Uh... Uh-huh. But um, that joke went literally. <laughs> I know. Um, but then there were just a lot of eye-rolling moments, just waiting for the next part. But it still made me laugh, and I think that's a comedy's job. So. Yeah, but it felt like she was trying to get it for more than comedy. She was, like, and sometimes she got it there. I don't know. I felt like it was too stark of a contrast, whereas she's either going all out for the joke or she's going all out for the emotional beats, and they didn't work together. Yeah, it definitely was very segmented. The char- Her character was really segmented. The beginning, the end, and the middle, all three were really drastic drastically different yeah. and it wasn't there was no transitions between each segment. yeah it was really and I can understand at first I actually think that her husband is the one that directed it and she was the co-writer but for like first time or early time uh, directors I could see how that could be difficult but yeah really hard cuts were it almost felt like three half an hour episodes of a television show or something I 100% could agree you with know? that um and what about her one-liners? She's kind of known for her, you know, just kind of crude one-liners that get you to laugh. Like I said in the beginning, some of the stuff was working for me, especially when she was <laughs> found her husband was cheating on her. Yeah. I can't remember anything specific, which is probably for the best, because then I would try to say it. But Every last one. <laughs> but I, I, there was a couple things here and there, some zingers that I enjoyed. Yeah. And even... At the end, when she goes back into her husband's house, 
Mm -hmm. I feel like there was some good things. She just throws so many at the wall. Yeah, eventually, eventually, some are going to stick. Yeah. What about the the relationship between her and her grandma? Because that's obviously the crux of the film. That's what they're going for. Um, that I think they want you to think you know, they are there, not that dissimil dissimilar. You know, that they're actually they are. I actually did get that. Yeah. I I liked it uh, to a, to a degree. Um, they both seem like they could be related in real life uh, if they were the real people. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes they went way overboard that made them too unrealistic, which it's okay. It's a comedy. But like you said, she was going for more than just comedy. Yeah. Um, so you do want to make your characters at least somewhat realistic. It makes me wonder that maybe she should have just went for all-out comedy. Maybe it would have worked better that, or maybe she should have went for all-out drama. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I would like to see her in an all-out drama. Well, St. Vincent, I know there's some comedic elements, but with the one with uh, Bill Murray, she's in that. Oh, the new one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm interested to check that out. But. The um, the love interest was terrible. The love interest. Oh yes, because you remember, you forgot about it, right? Because I, I completely forgot about it until too. Until you just until said. I just remembered it two seconds ago. Um, um it is um, marked a plus. Yeah, yeah. So forgettable. So not fitting in at all with the themes of the movie, with the tone of the movie. I so am, forced. It was very forced. Um, Mark the Plaz, I don't really like him the way he acts uh, it's just so he's so hit or miss for me it's so like I don't know it makes me feel uncomfortable when the way remember he acts remember how I said he tries too hard yeah he really goes overboard with trying to get into character he, like he thinks he's this really cool actor guy yeah sometimes he works for me and it's it's really weird sometimes he works perfectly for a movie like in um your your sister's sister and the one I love I thought he worked really well mm -hmm. but with like safety not guaranteed in this I just hate him you mm -hmm. know yeah. I, I wouldn't say I hate him in this he just was so bland and it just it didn't I, work it did not work at all the one redeeming quality is that in these type of films usually the love interest is as crazy as he the was main just character. a completely normal guy yeah but it was too normal but if you like, think I mean if you look at um, uh, what is it? The Las Vegas movie? I just... The Hangover. A, the Hangover. Remember with uh, Zach Galifianakis? His yeah, love interest. Wig. No, Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> it was Melissa yeah. McCarthy. Yeah, like that. They went crazy. And like I was thinking, Kristen Wiig and Anchorman 2 with Brick. Exactly. They have to make her just as dumb or, you know. Yeah. But this one they didn't. That's true. So that's one redeeming quality. Uh, I guess. We forgot about him. So how redeeming could yeah. it be? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. The only good part with his character was when she she met him at uh, Niagara Falls. And he was like had a bag, a bag of Cheetos or Doritos or something. Mm -hmm. And then the wind just took it. Yeah. That was like the only funny part. It was yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> so, yeah, um, and then the grandmom had a love interest as well. Yeah, kind of, sorta. Uh, do you know his name? 
No. I've seen him in several other things. Yeah, I can't think he's of He's a face. No, no. Um, <laughs> that yeah, that went nowhere as well. No, it did. But that that was actually... I was fine with that. That was that better was, than Mark Duplass's Way better. Yeah. One, because he's a better actor. Um, <laughs> two, because if that fit in kind of... Well, sort of. Uh, with her being this kind right. of trampy grandmother. And you she's know. trying to go do all this stuff before she has to go to a nursing home. Mm-hmm. And she's drinking when she shouldn't be not taking her medicine. She's trying to hook up people. She's flashing her tits. And yeah. They should have shared them. Ah. <laughs> if you want to be real. <laughs> it's Susan Sarandon, though, they made her look older than, than she, she normally does. She usually looks pretty good for her, for her age. Yeah, and that's right. We haven't even said her name. Yeah. Uh, um... Yeah, we almost did, did a top five season turned into. Uh, they did a good job with her makeup. So. Seemed like just a wig. But <laughs> oh. I wonder if that was just if they dyed her hair or if it was a wig. I think it was a wig. Yeah. I don't. These know. are the pressing questions. So, what would you give it? Uh, again, I would give it a five and a half. Five and a half and a seven for me. I could have predicted that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Nah, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't either. There's definitely better things in Redbox yeah, or on definitely. TV or wherever you're Or <laughs> read a book, for Christ's sake. Yeah. This is terrible. No, it wasn't as bad as, like... Bait. Uh, <laughs> like the, uh, the Other Woman or these terrible glossy movies. This, at least, there were some interesting things here or there, but still... Mm, not worthwhile in the end. Yeah, you're not going to get as many laughs uh, as you expect. Yeah, and we just talked about one road trip movie in Tammy. So let's talk about our top five road trip movies. Yes. What do you think about this genre as a whole? Uh, I I like it. It's sometimes good, sometimes bad. Um, it it has a kind of uh, built-in. Uh, moving system. Yes. Uh, it allows the plot to to move forward uh, pretty easily. But because of that, sometimes it is segmented. Like this film, they have to go from stop to stop to stop. So there's not a lot of transitions, which makes it not feel as smooth. Um, but you definitely have, you should have a lot of character development. Sometimes too much. If you have too much character development, it takes away from the film. But uh, if you're if you're careful, if you craft it very well, you can make a good road trip movie. Yeah, I like them, especially for comedies. I feel like it's a good setup for a comedy because you can have different settings. You have an excuse to just trap these characters. Hopefully, they have chemistry into a small location and just have them play off each other. Mm-hmm. Um, for it works pretty well for dramas as well sometimes, but I feel like that has a little bit of a limited ceiling because you're limiting the stuff you can do. But, again, I like it more for comedy. Okay. That, uh, There's a lot of, lot of good uh, options for this list. There is. I actually, my top five, I quickly created it, yet my top five is very solid, I think. Strong? Very, very strong. Very solid. Um, my number five is going to be Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah, maybe you recommended to me. I think in the like the early goings of this podcast, I actually think it might have been the first ever film club recommendation. I don't think it was that early. Oh, I think it was, but uh, do you? <laughs> I do. And uh, is that because it's doing your list and you looked it up, or no? 
Um, well, I just remember talking about it. I just remember. I have a good memory for this okay. stuff. <laughs> but, uh, I don't think it was our, our number one. A very solid comedy, like I had talked about. Yeah, very solid comedy, but there's so much more. John Candy, I love him in this. There's so much to his character, so much depth, so much sadness. That sadness, when you can really make a depressing moment in a funny film, I don't know, it just adds something to it. And that mustache, I mean... And the mustache. (laughs) How can you go wrong? The mustache. My number five is a comedy as well. It's uh, Vacation. That's my number four. It's a great comedy. It is. Chevy Chase, Which, his best starring role. The one where they go to Wally World? Yes. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. The one where he, one of the, my favorite scenes. John, in, Good, or John the, Candy again. Again. <laughs> but uh, my favorite is when they say, maybe we should just turn around. Like right when they're getting close and he just hits the brakes. He's like. We're going to have so much fucking fun. We're going to be whistling zippity doodah out of your asshole. <laughs> like, just this great passion mm-hmm. speech. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's good. So many classic moments with like the grandma dying and oh yeah, <laughs> the, the visions dog. he has. I like the dog behind left on <laughs> yeah. the, the and uh, Quaid, uh, whatever his name is, Quaid, Randy, Quaid. Randy Quaid, Crazy Man McGee. Mm-hmm. He's crazy as hell in that movie. Yeah. So, that is your number four? That's my number four? My number four is actually a drama. Okay. It's uh, E2 Mama Tambien. Okay. A movie we'll be talking about more in a couple weeks, as I have plans for that. But uh, we'll have to wait and see what I mean. I think we Um, all know. (laughs) We all know. I'm going to recommend it to you for Film Club in the future, but... Um, yeah, just, I talked about it a lot when I watched it this year. It's a great road trip movie. It's a great relationship drama. It's a great coming of age story. There's so many good things about it that, uh, I really want to get into in a couple weeks. So I'll just leave it at that for now. Okay. Um, my number three, look at which one I want to pick. Didn't really order them. I'm going to say Paper Moon. Okay. Uh, we were recommended it earlier. Tyler Smith. Uh, yeah. Fantastic recommendation. Yeah, very, very good. Very funny. So surprising how much I like this film. Yeah. Um, how much I thought it was so funny. The acting. Um, O'Neill. Um, something O'Neill. Ryan O'Neill and uh, Tatum O'Neill. I, want, I wanted to say yep. Tatum, but then I thought it was. I was thinking Chatham. Chatham. Tatum. Yeah, so I was like, nah, probably not. <laughs> I think yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, she did a. Like a really, really good job. Yeah. Um, so, like the facial expressions. I mean, a film or an actor that can manipulate their face so well to express so much. Oh, that's it's great to watch. Yeah, certainly is. My number three is playing trains and automobiles. Okay. Um, um, like you said, you said it well. This is the train plane and automobile that got me on the Steve Martin uh, vibe like I'd always appreciated him but I guess I just didn't see his classic classic movies and and this is one of them and man he is awesome John Candy is awesome it's super hilarious and has a lot of heart to it as well it's it's a holiday movie right yeah Christmas oh no Thanksgiving yeah Thanksgiving yeah I wish I would have watched it uh, for the holiday oh yeah but I think I might have to start making it like a regular Thanksgiving movie to watch. 
Okay. That's really good. Well, my number two is Sideways. Uh, Honorable mention. I don't know if I watched it this year or last year. Uh, Paul Giamatti. I love Paul Giamatti in this. Yeah, I love the the entire premise of the film, uh, how it goes about it, the flow. Just something I watched and I really, really, really enjoyed. Yeah, Thomas Hayden Church is good in as well, but for me, Paul Giamatti is what makes it. Oh, yeah. He's so good. And he plays a character that there are definitely um, some resemblances to other characters, but I feel like there's a lot darker of an undercurrent for this. Yeah. For this guy than his other um, characters. Directed by the same guy that did Nebraska and The Descendants. He really, he's a really good director. He really knows how to make his characters real while at the same time just making it lighthearted in a way. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain it, but he's really good at that kind of story. My number two is Paper Moon. Wow. Yeah, we were on the same page with the last couple. We are, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely loved it, and I did not expect that. I mean, I had heard a lot of good things about the movie, but I didn't even really know what it was about, nothing. But from ten minutes in, I was hooked, and I just love the way it's shot. All the little things, like the, the chase scenes, the the fight scenes, the con, the conning, like uh, with the Bibles, it, and the chemistry between... The, you could tell it's a real-life father-daughter relationship because it it just you can feel it on yeah. screen it's just so well done mm-hmm. second best road trip movie ever made that i've seen okay that's for sure maybe your number one is my number one dumb and dumber yes of course okay. why wouldn't it be yeah uh hysterical what cemented it uh i, I watched it pretty recently i watched uh, it two very weeks recently. ago yeah and it is still really good. hilarious so it it definitely stays up there. It holds and, up extremely, extremely well. It does. Um, I'm hoping that the second one will be good. <laughs> I hope. I have my doubts, uh, but yes, of course, I will watch it. just it. so, so many things are so perfect. It's almost like they effortless, effortlessly filmed this and made it funny. Like, they didn't try so hard. I mean, sometimes Jim Carrey did, um, but it still worked. It's one of the few times that I really enjoyed everything Jim Carrey did in this film. Well, I love Jim Carrey in general, but I agree with you. And, of course, the big stuff, the obvious stuff is hilarious. But to me, the more I watch it... (coughs) Bless you. (coughs) Again. Um, The more I watch it, it's the little things that really get me. It's the subtlety, the things you don't necessarily notice the first couple times that you pick up on. It's just... They're on top, but everybody involved is on the top of the games. It's a Farley's best movie. <coughs> Bless you. Jeff hey. Daniels is, is killing it at his early stages of career. Jim Carrey's at his best. Everyone's just firing on all cylinders. Yeah. And I they just, became these characters. I always amazing. love when they just look at each other and laugh, thinking, man, this guy's stupid, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, it, uh, those little nuances. The snowball I fight, how he, he takes it so seriously. <laughs> Oh my god. It's it's amazing. If you haven't watched it yet or if you just haven't seen it in a while, I recommend check it out on Netflix. Fully agree. Any honorable mentions? I did not have any honorable mentions. I have a couple. Um I have a couple that I didn't necessarily know whether they would count and even if they did, it didn't really fit on what I the idea I have for this list, but uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy. 
I mean, it's a walking path trip. Yeah, <laughs> so path trip. <laughs> they're walking on a dirt road. <laughs> but I mean, I just thought I'd mention it. Borat, he is kind of touring the United States in that movie, but it just That's didn't true. feel like a road trip movie. Um, the Wizard of Oz. Okay. Into the Wild. Into the Wild. Okay. Sideways, Little Miss Sunshine, Beavis and Butthead do America, <laughs> and uh, one that I just watched a few months ago, Scenic Route, the one that was a huge surprise. You, uh, oh, you know what? That's the one I talked about, what David Bax had talked about, how surprised he was about it, and I completely forgot about you guys talking about it. It's been on my Netflix since the queue for so long. I looked at it again and thought, I need to clean up my queue. I, and I deleted that one. You, you did? You so got to put it back I on. I should, yeah. okay. Because, look, <laughs> you see the poster, you see the actors involved, and you're like, there's no way. There's just no well, I like no the one way. guy in Balls of Fury. You do? That see, I don't even bong. like him. You don't? But I definitely don't like the other guy who's in like all the rom-coms, uh, Josh DeHimmel. Mm-hmm. But, wow. I mean, it really works. Uh, Maybe I don't know if it just was a perfect situation or they these guys actually can act, but... I was shocked by how much I liked it. Hmm. I'm not saying it's amazing, but for what it is, it was really, really well done. So, yeah. Well, maybe I'll put it back on then. I definitely would. Definitely. Um, definitely. So, film club recommendation. Yep, I gave was, you Cool Hand Luke, another Paul Newman film. Yeah, we are all over this guy. And I still have only seen seven of his movies. Wow. Yeah, I, I really need to check out some more because he's always good. He is. I think he's one one of those incredible actors that surprisingly I, I don't could know. see him as like a Brad Pitt type of his day, mm-hmm. where he's so good looking and charismatic that you don't appreciate his acting as much as maybe you should. But his acting is so good. Yeah, definitely. So good. Cool Hand Luke. It's about a guy who gets arrested and th- going thrown into a chain chain gang prison. In Florida for two years, and first he's not fitting in well with the people, with the other prisoners. There's this other guy who's like rules the roost, and he really picks on old Lucas Jackson, and and he challenges him to a boxing match one day. Luke earns his respect through that in a poker game, and then, then he gets the nickname Cool Hand Luke, and then he's the one everyone idolizes, and then he starts to rebel. And then he escapes, gets caught, escapes, gets caught, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Essentially, is the movie. Essentially. It's, um, but it's less about each one of those individual plot uh, points that you talked about. It's more about the guy, I feel. Oh, yeah. That has this steadfast, and I, I almost hesitate to use steadfast, because steadfast implies that there is a direction. And Luke didn't have a direction. He was directionless, which is why he because ended up in jail. Yeah, um, because post-war, he didn't know what to do with himself. He's he, depressed. Yeah. He has a sick mother. But he was unrelenting at whatever he did, whether it was at that boxing match. Uh, Eating 58. He just kept on getting up after punch, after punch, after punch, never giving up. You don't know if he's up. stupid or just um, has the heart of a chance. Exactly. Even though uh, escaping, he knew he was going to get caught, and when he did, he got completely tortured. Yeah. Yet he goes to escape again. Not because he's being tortured, just because he's now not going to give up getting out. It's 
He's um, not one for to be told what to do or how to feel. Exactly. So, yeah. Why'd you recommend this movie to me? I recommended this movie to you mainly because I thought uh, Newman's performance in this was very exceptional. I thought it was one. If you you haven't seen uh, seven of movies, his movies is a decent amount, I guess. Not too much, but um, usually he uses his charisma, um, and his charisma part of it is that he's very talkative. He's very outgoing. In this, it's the complete opposite. He does something that is completely against his nature, and he plays a very cool, quiet, it's like calm, the Ryan Gosling guy. type. Don't ever say one. that. No. You know how like Ryan Gosling in Drive? Or... No, I don't know. <laughs> no. Um, but it's it was so good. It was so different, and I think that's what's crazy to me is he was able to play something so completely different and yet still be. An incredible actor. Yeah, he exudes charisma just through his smiling and just his body language and everything. Yeah. It's really a great performance, for sure. Um, yeah, I pretty much love this movie. That's good. Although I have some nitpicks, as one usually has with any movie, but... That it holds it back from like a masterpiece or, or like... There's definitely... This movie's not perfect. No, it's not. Um... And even though a lot of it is intentional, such as it being very, uh, I know I've said it a couple times now during the podcast, but it's segmented. It's very almost uh, episodal in a way where each day is a different day with a new event. Mm-hmm. But um, that makes sense because it's it, prison and it, you've got to do that or else you'll go crazy. Exactly. It's 100%, uh, I, I feel, intended, but for some reason... That hurt the film, in my view, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted a little bit more flow. Um, I think it would have been okay to have it, even if it would take away from the idea uh, of it being prison, uh, which I don't think it would have. I think we would have been completely fine with it. But what year is this supposed to be set in? What year is this supposed it's to be set in? It's after Korean War, because that's what he was in. 50s? Uh, I I don't know. I, Something like that, right? I, I would say sixties. Pro- I would say probably sixties. Yeah. But okay, so what was he doing that got him arrested? He was cutting the heads off of um, yeah, coin uh, parking meters and just blatantly. Well, out in like three a.m. and then he was completely drunk out of his mind. Yeah. Um, I don't understand how... No, he did have that tool, so it's definitely premeditated. It yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, that gets you immediately thrown two years in prison, no questions asked. That? People do way worse stuff now and get I way guess less. It, and you're going to this brutal chain gang with this... Like, this this captain who is just, like, a supervillain. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And look, I love the movie, but it just was... The way it, it got into it just was not believable to me. And Obviously, it didn't bother me that much. But I guess. I, I do see what you're saying. But to be honest, when it opened with that scene and that music, I loved it. The score is good. I mean, because I... It's been a long time since I saw it, and I forgot a lot about it, uh, such as the eggs. I almost thought it was, I thought that was a different movie with him in it. That I had a problem um, with as well. Okay. I, I can understand. But... Uh, when I started watching it again, because I recent I just watched it the other day, and I was just like, "Wow, that opening scene is so awesome!" 
It was it's perfect. It was, but just the logic, and even the other guys that are getting tossed into it. And I feel like one was like, some. It didn't sound. He's like seven years for this, and it just did not correlate. But I don't know if maybe they, if that's the time. In Florida, well, I know the the chain gang was in Florida. Because if it's Texas, man, they got off easy. <laughs> yeah, they should get death penalty. But I don't know if it was just the times. But to me, it seemed unrealistic. But at the same time, look, you gotta get him there somehow, you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but and um, also with the eggs, like it's not possible, and especially the that's way they the, shared it. The thing is, that's. The, that's where you're not seeing who he is. He's cool hand He's Luke. swallowing Harbo eggs whole. Basically. At certain points. Uh, it's nitpicks. But I. But it he still was, was not going to stop. Even if it ruptured his stomach. But that was so predictable as well. You knew, obviously, if they're going to make it seem like it's impossible, and then he's going to get it. But Well, he did it one just to get more money. It was planned. They, they purposely did it. Yeah, so yeah. they could get every cent in the entire prison. We bet on it. Yeah. And at the same time, it was like a rousing scene when he finally does it. It's just... Uh, really? What? It was a like, wow, scene? yeah, he did it. Way to go, buddy. But that was not my favorite part. The poker scene was awesome. It was? As most poker scenes seem to be. But the way he got his nickname, Cool Hand, mm -hmm. sometimes... Uh, uh, nothing could be a real cool hand. <laughs> what we have here is uh, and most failure to communicate. And see, most people use that line and think it's from some other movie. It's I had heard that line, and I had no idea it was from this yeah, movie. This is the originator of the line. Obviously. So. And I love the way they bring it back at the end, when he they finally find him after he... Yeah. After he escapes and he says it and they shoot him immediately, mm -hmm. that was awesome. Yeah, uh, you have this warden. Uh, he's not the captain of the prison. He's such he's the a warden. villain. He wears these aviator glasses. He might as well black. <laughs> have a, a twirling mustache and a really? monocle. Oh, and no, I you didn't like him. Uh, I mean, <laughs> for for what he is. For a character, yes, he was fun. He was a fun character. I liked him a lot. I thought it was perfect how he had that cane, and when he wanted his gun, he held up his cane, and you know his little vegetable <sighs> bring it to him. Well, that wasn't him, right? What? Yeah, it wasn't. That was a different character, right? That was the warden. I'm not talking about the captain of the oh, prison. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Not the guy in the white hat who says, "Yeah, yeah." Yeah, he was a pretty badass character. Yeah, definitely. But I don't know. I just felt like even him, he's like a. And I know it's an older movie, so maybe this kind of thing wasn't in precedence yet. But it just these characters, you could see exactly where they were heading, each and every one of them. Mm -hmm. But not to say that it. What it I wasn't actually, fun to get there. See, I when watching it the very first time, I was kind of confused. Not confused, but I was wondering: Does he actually respect Luke, or does he hate him? Because he can't break him. Which which is it? Um, Probably both. And I really like that. But it was, I don't, I, maybe it wasn't because at the very end, he's the one who just immediately shot him. Yeah. Uh, at the very first chance he got, he shot him. Um, 
But throughout the whole movie, I'm like, I you can't tell. You don't get to see behind those glasses until the very last moment. Um, True. And, and I, I like that. I like the symbolism of when the glasses get run over by the car. Mm-hmm. That was a really good scene. Yeah, um, and I, re- I did really thought it, it picked up, especially when the first time he escapes. Uh, he escapes in this, this chase scene uh, between him and the, the, you know, the, dog, the dogs, the bloodhounds. And the one runs himself to death. Yeah, I loved the idea of how he was trying to always get rid of the scent, and and then he eventually yeah, I gets... love those scenes like with the with the the kids and how they he's like do the pepper and then watch what happens. Yeah, the, the second time I think he breaks out, or is that maybe that's the third one? I think it's the second, but the second one. You're right, the second one, um, and how he gets away by you know putting a little bit of rope on the the right. weeds and clever, it. yeah, and realistic. Mm-hmm. Seemingly, yeah. but yeah, I mean, and even the relationship between all the other prisoners was cool. Yeah, how they helped him escape with the New Year's, like making loud noise and. Yeah. Well, what about um, the ha- having the other characters? Do you feel like you got to know enough of the, about the characters? Was it just enough? Um, Definitely. Was there a plentiful amount? There was a lot of characters. I definitely got to know the guy that he boxed a lot. And he yeah. was a great, great character. Yeah, I've seen him in a couple other older films. I, I can't remember his name. I just I like love him. how he goes from, like, hating this new guy who's a smartass to, like, by the end, he could have escaped and and left. But he's like, no, I can't leave without Luke. I need to be around Luke, you know? Yeah. Like, he was, like, obsessed with him by the end. He attacks yeah. the guy after he shoots him. And yeah, because I think... Luke has the one thing that they all lacked was the, I guess, the inner strength to continue right. on. Yeah. And they were all losing it. And he's the only one who, who wouldn't give up. Mm-hmm. Um, Dennis Hopper, such a waste of a uh, character and an actor. I liked him in how he was, just a small, small time person. Uh, you had a lot of those. You had Harry a lot Dean of them. Stanton, the same thing. Yeah. Um,. I don't. I liked it. I liked that you you had these 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 characters that you don't really even get to know their name too well. Um, you don't get to know too much about them, but they have a little bit of a character trait yeah. that becomes recognizable. And every time you see them, you, you know who they are. They're perfect background characters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because they're big time actors, you don't need them to be. And they might not have been big time actors at the time. Probably not. But. Well, that no, that's fine. Um, it reminds me of like Apocalypse Now, where you'll be like, "Oh, this guy just was only here for so long." But, mm-hmm. but Dennis Hopper's character, I just, I didn't like his character. Hmm. He was like the stupid one. Was he? Yeah, I don't know. Harry Dean Stanton was good. He sang a song, playing guitar. And oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a really good movie. Yeah. What about one of my favorite parts? Is uh, so he gets broken for the second time. And he's so badly distraught. Uh, when they like, and he dig be- this grave, fill it back up, dig a grave. I right love here. that scene. Yeah. But then even afterwards, when he is, uh, he becomes the fetcher boy. He brings that the gun. scene. Without all, I, it was so obvious he was faking. Uh, to me, but I love what came after that. Yeah. When he said, when uh, the other guy says, "Man, that's so awesome how you tricked him like you were broken." He's like. Huh, that wasn't a trick or something like that. You know. no, definitely, he didn't say it like that. <laughs> he just ruined the movie. Uh, well, you know what I mean. Yeah, 
it was awesome. I mean, basically saying, yeah, they broke me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I rebounded. Yeah. Yep. Oh, one other great scene was with his mom. The scene. I, did, I actually thought that was a little bit weaker. It was a little odd to me, but the acting was so strong from him, I thought. It was from him, yeah. The mother... Not uh, so much. Yeah. But, I but felt she like was in a, a weird situation. Moment. Yeah, it so. was. But I just felt like you could gleam a lot from his relationship to her, to maybe the, the, why he is the way he is and how, and how he, why he reacted the way he did when he found out she died. Yeah. And stuff like that. Just the way he, he calls her by her name, you know. Yeah. And yet it's his mom. Yep. Tells There's a lot. definitely some uh, deep-seated stuff there yep. that I'm glad they didn't like hit too hard overhead. Yeah, and I think that's what these movies from uh, a long time ago, they understood that their audience was intelligent. Yeah. They didn't need they, to, you don't just, see that very often now. to just spill out every detail mm -hmm. to make you understand why this person acted a certain way or said a certain thing. Or, that's why I, I like movies where they can just respect you enough to not I mean some things yeah they could be explained but at the same time we are following the movie we know what's going on and it's fun to do your own mental investigations of maybe why is this here and why is that mm -hmm. like that one other thing I thought was odd and I think this might be why he even tried to escape was to after he found out his mom died they said you're going in the box because we're scared you're going to try to escape. So, and then he says, uh, you shouldn't do this, man. And he's like, I'm just doing my job. He's, he's, your job or not, it ain't right. But they still put him in there anyway. And he doesn't try to escape until after all that. So I feel like he was just proving a point of saying, oh, you think this is going to prevent me from trying to escape? You'll see now. Maybe if they didn't do that, he wouldn't have tried. Possibly. Um... And obviously, he only had two years. He probably spent a long time already in there, you know, almost a year. So, yeah, he didn't have much time left. Right. It's, I still don't understand the whole, you go to a chain gang for two years. I, I, never even, I didn't know chain gangs were real. They, I'm guessing they used to be. Yeah. I don't know. It's just odd. Different time. But yeah, I, lo I loved it. Okay. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> you always had that. I usually only that. say love for a nine or up. This is a heavy eight and a half. So okay. I'll say it. Okay. <laughs> heavy uh, eight and a half. So great recommendation. For the very last uh, film club segment, I'm recommending to you The Hunter in the Night. Night of the Hunter? Night of the Hunter. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a. By uh, what? Charles. Charles Grodden? No. Charles uh, Lawton. Lawton. There you go. I first. heard a lot. It's his only movie he ever yep, directed. first and last. I hear so, like, everyone raves and raves to have that. How yeah. amazing it is. We did it for, I, I got it for my top five. Um, black and Whites? No, directorial debuts. Oh, yeah, that's right. And it it was, is Black and White, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's a decently old film. It was incredible. Yeah? It was incredible. Wow. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I was All hoping right. I could give it to you as your first one. Yeah. Uh, of next year, but... Hey, close out the year strong. Oh. I almost watched this a couple uh, weeks ago hey, on did. my own. Yeah, hmm. so I'm glad I held off. We'll get a nice discussion out of that. But uh, next week you'll be re reviewing 
Shame. Shame. Michael yeah. Fassbender and directed by uh, Steve McQueen. Okay. Yeah, really good movie. Looking more sex, to. more sex in your yeah. champagne room. Is there a lot? It's about a guy who's addicted to sex. Oh, okay. So, a little bit. A little shameful. But. <laughs> it is. Don't be ashamed. But what else did you watch this week? Uh, I watched only one film, and that was a documentary called Whitey. Whitey Bulger. Uh, yes. The... Um, Netflix documentary? Yeah, The Big Crime Lord. Supposedly it was supposed to be a really good documentary. Then um, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> no. It started out really lively. Uh, they were like they tried to infuse so much into this film, uh, making it seem so entertaining. But that was only because they did a terrible job. Um, the director is... What's his name? He's know. actually a pretty acclaimed uh, documentarian. I've seen a couple of his films. Uh, and he's typically pretty good. This film, he did it. He did a really bad job. Really? Oh, this is a terrible documentary. Hmm. I've um, heard some good things about it. It's terrible. It is so bad. Uh, mainly because... Maybe, maybe not mainly, but possibly because of how much they could have did with this film. This is about uh, one of the most notorious, um, like I guess, like drug lords or crime lords. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where Boston. Yeah, up in I Bo- think so. Yeah, Boston. Uh, actually, pretty recently, uh, he was the he was a the the drug lord or crime lord, and there was a huge, huge, huge trial for him. They didn't even do anything with the trial. Really, this whole movie's about this incredible trial, and yet. They really didn't do much with it. Uh, they didn't even show him that much. Like, they didn't even do anything with it. Didn't do anything with him. There was a lot and a lot of interviews. A lot of sit-down interviews. Just you very don't do that. Boring. It was just so ordinary. boring. Yeah. yeah. I was so disappointed. Wasting a precious time watching a crappy film. That is always disappointing. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really have that experience this week. I watched uh, two new movies and rewatched one other. Both new movies, I'll just start with uh, A Single Shot. Mm. This is a Sam Rockwell indie movie where he's a hunter who is just hunting in the woods and accidentally shoots and kills a young girl with a single shot. Uh, that implies the title. And then he goes on to find that she was living in this, like, abandoned little thing or majig. And she had a, a lot of money on her. So he takes the money and leaves her in this little abandoned place. And next thing you know, the guy shows up. I guess it was her boyfriend. He's looking for that money. And it's just like a, a revenge to her cat mask kind of. Blue Ruin-ish, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they just—it's mainly about just Sam Rockwell trying to figure out what the hell's going on, and then more and more becomes involved. It was okay. I love Sam Rockwell. I think if he wasn't the star of this movie, I wouldn't have liked it nearly as much. But because he's such a good actor, he's such a good screen presence. He re- he really pulls off this character. William H. Macy is in it. Uh, hmm. Seems like a pretty good cast. 
Yeah, it and is. Rockwell, he's so underrated. He is. So underrated. I just wonder if he's so underrated, he's overrated. But I still love him. Yeah, I think we would overrate him. <laughs> Probably. William H. Macy, I didn't really love his his character in this. And Jeffrey, um, Jeffrey Wright is in it as well. Hmm. And his character's okay. It, it just reminded me of Out of the... I'm not... Yeah, Out of the Furnace. The Christian Bale movie. Yeah. It was a little bland like that. Kind of similar themes. Like, I was a little disappointed. But at the same time, it will, it was a pretty good, pretty good movie. A six and a half out of ten. Also give know. a six and a half out of ten to the horror movie Oculus. Oh, okay. It just became available on Netflix Instant. It's the horror movie about the mirror. The evil haunted mirror. That makes you do bad things. There's a lot of horror films about a mirror. But that premise, to me, sounds so ridiculously stupid. Like, how could this possibly be effective? But they actually find quite a few ways of making effective, creepy horror. But at the same time, there's also the obvious crappy stuff as well. So it was a mixed bag for me. The highs were pretty interesting. And the lows were pretty terrible. I thought the ending was pretty was pretty crazy, it was pretty good except they kept going to the well one too many times, you know, like at first it's like interesting but then they just keep doing the same thing over and over, mm-hmm. lose its effectiveness over time. This had Karen Gillum and Brandon Thwaites as uh, siblings as the main stars of the movie and uh, Brandon Thwaites is the guy for and that kid is just not a very good actor to me. Um, was he in this? Yeah, and I don't know. He's just so bland. Maybe he's just young, but everything I've seen him in, it's just he's very bland. Yeah. Karen Gillan was good though, and uh, I don't know. It, like I said, it had its chills and thrills, but but just a lot of bad stuff as well. Okay. Well, in the movie I rewatched. <laughs> That's my daughter. Don't worry about it. Uh, was The Crazies. The Crazies. The remake version uh, from 2010. Mm-hmm. And I know when I saw it in theaters, I thought it was really, really good. I think I gave it like an 8 out of 10. It's not as good as I remember, but uh, it still has its enjoyable moments. Which one's The Crazies? It's the one where they're like these zombie... There's something in the water that's making people be zombie-esque. Does one guy come out on a baseball field with yes. a shotgun? Yes. It's it's a fun horror movie, but there's a lot of things that maybe I just didn't recognize as tropes back then. Mm-hmm. I know it's only five years ago, but I feel like I've become more movie smart in that time. So mm. just some bad things stood out more than, than they used to, but it's still a good movie. I remember being okay. Yeah. Nothing exceptional. Oh, yeah. 7 out of 10. Well, that's when I watched it Drop five years 10. ago. Hell no. Oh, I was not smart back then. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what I watched. Not too so, much. Not too much. Let's get to the news. Not much, but uh, we have a good casting announcement. Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad is the, the DC villain... Uh, movie that's coming out after Batman vs. Superman where a bunch of ex 
or current supervillains are broken out of Arcane Asylum by the government to form a super hero team. Uh, I think they're like promised that they'll be let go if they just help them to catch this bigger, badder villain. So the team is Jared Leto as the Joker. We have talked about that before. Mm-hmm. And Margaret Robbie is Harley Quinn. But we also have Will Smith as Deadshot. Okay, I don't know who Deadshot is. So I hate DC. He's a cool supervillain. He has a mask and he he never misses. He's a Deadshot. Um, we have Tom Hardy as Rick Flag. Not as Bane. <laughs> yeah. Not as Bane. Well, that wasn't like it wasn't. It started off okay, but. But that's pretty. I mean, and Jai, Jai Courtney is a boomerang, and Carla, Cara, Cara Delavine as Encha- Enchantress. Mm. But I mean, Jared Leto, Margot Robbie, Will Smith, Tom Hardy. It's pretty, Those pretty are powerful. Huge, huge, pretty names. good names right there. Yeah. And directed by David but, Ayer, so that is interesting. And even if I'm not super into DC, that's pretty. Uh, yeah, has my interest. It'll be neat to watch. Will it be a good film? Probably not. Probably not. But um, also, we have some Bond 24 news. The next Bond. They officially announced the title and the cast. It's going to be called Spectre. And it's going to star... Christoph Waltz, as we had previously talked about. But also, Leia Sadu from Blue is the Warmest Color. Monica Bellucci. Ray Fiennes. And Dave Bautista. Dave also Bautista. Drax the Destroyer. Is, which we'll talk about next um, week. Uh, I'm excited. I mean, I kind of am excited. I, I, I do like these new Bond films. so Yeah, they're entertaining. You like them more than me, but... Yeah, I, de- I definitely do. All, they just added a whole bunch of James Bond's movies to Netflix Instant. I and I haven't like, seen really any of the old ones, so... I would like to watch them in order. In order. Intend, yeah. There's 24 of them. It'd still be neat to watch all of them. I guess so. One every two days. Yeah, you can finish in a month and a half. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Roberto Orchi is out as director of Star Trek 3. And the rumored replacement is... Edgar Wright. How awesome would that be? Edgar Wright. <laughs> you know who he is? Yeah. Are you? Shaun of the Dead? Yeah. That would be awesome. Um, uh, He was supposed to direct Ant-Man before he left the, that job. I wonder how... The, I I feel like it's just because Simon Pegg, you know, plays... Um, what's his name? Scotty. I doubt that. So he's a pretty acclaimed director. I, I just think because of that tie that it's just a rumor. Nothing more. Okay, we'll see. My sources say, <laughs> if I had sources... Wikipedia? No, Film Junk. He's flawless. Sean Dwyer over there. Uh, well, I think anyone's better than Roberto Orchi. He's only written movies, co-written movies from this point. He had never directed a film in his life. I don't think your first movie should be <laughs> the third trilogy uh, the third movie in a new trilogy of Star Trek movies. Yeah. But that would be much more exciting if uh, Edgar Wright was indeed the director. Uh, 
Bebop and Rocksteady will be in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. There's going to be a Ninja Turtles 2. Yeah, they announced that two days after the first one. I'll. I'll be there with bells and whistles on. No. Uh, we'll yeah, talk will. about in a little couple weeks about what we thought of that. But uh, this seems like pandering to me. Uh, Complete and utter pandering. Probably, but because everyone know. complained that they weren't in the originals, and I don't even know who they are. I care less. What you didn't watch the Ninja Turtle cartoon? Bebop and Rocksteady is the the Hog and the Rhinoceros bad guys. That was they're in like the, the henchmen, Shredder's henchmen. Oh, and they were in the first the first one, right? No, they were they were going to be in Secret of the Use, the second one, but oh, they yeah. made Toka and Razar instead. Oh, that's who I'm thinking. Yeah, so they're great characters in a cartoon. I don't see how it could work. It wouldn't work because it it just will never. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Mutant Ninja. I can't (laughs) even say it's dumb. It's done. It's over with. Please stop it. (laughs) You're getting at least three. I guarantee it. I live with it. Hopefully, we don't ever have to watch them. (laughs) You know we will. Look who else is the co-host. And the last piece of news is there's a source code sequel in the works. Did you ever see that? Jake Gyllenhaal, Duncan Jones. I feel like I did. I thought it was pretty good. But it seems like a pretty old 90s film. No. No, then never mind. (laughs) I'm thinking of Hackers. Like 2011 or 12, I think. Oh, then no. Pretty good movie where a guy's reliving the same day whenever he has to try to stop uh, someone from bombing this subway or this train. And he has to just... Keep reliving it over and over until you can figure it out. And there's a twist, and it was a pretty fun movie. Same guy that directed Moon, and that will be directing uh, Warcraft. Mm. World of Warcraft movie. Not as good as Moon, by any means, but it was a fun sci-fi movie. I enjoyed it. But uh, in theaters this past weekend, not much. Uh, Hunger Games repeated again for the third week in a row. Over a, one half a billion dollars worldwide. It's, uh, they're actually a little disappointed by that. You think they're disappointed by it? It's doing less than the second one, which is not a good sign. Is it? They wanted it to get more and more and more. It's thought a half a billion worldwide. That's true, especially when it's split in half. So, so I yeah. <laughs> so you know. Yeah, that's crazy. But, a couple movies did come out. Uh, the Pyramid. Okay. Some rando horror movie that's got terrible reviews. And Wild. Wow. This is a Reese Witherspoon drama directed by the guy that did Dallas Buyers Club. who Where she's walking the trails, a thousand miles of the trails in the West Coast. And just following her, uh, her journey there. Hmm. Got decent reviews. So... Somewhat interested in that. But uh, on Redbox next week, we'll be reviewing Guardians of the Galaxy, finally. Yeah, it's been been uh, a long wait. We're excited about it. I'm going to definitely rewatch it. Uh, that's what I said about X-Men, so I'm not going to say I'm going to rewatch it. I hope I, I find time to. Yeah. And also, How to Train Your Dragon 2. I'm just not excited for it. Really? I'm going to watch this one again as well. I'm probably going to buy this movie for my daughter for Christmas. Even if she hears you, she doesn't know what you're saying. True, true, true. Yeah, I loved it. I can't wait to watch it again and get your thoughts. Mm -hmm. But 
But, but, but. Also coming out on Redbox, Jersey Boys. Clint Eastwood's musical on the Four Tops, or whatever that band's name was. Mm-hmm. Eddie Valley. I had to listen to the soundtrack growing up for my grandmother. So. Yeah? Yeah. So I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> Are you going to watch it at all? Uh, probably not. Unless I'm desperate. There's the only way I will. Uh, Let's Be Cops. The comedy. Let's Be Cops. With Jake Johnson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm somewhat interested in seeing that. I kind of am. If I'm desperate and Jersey Boys is not available. Just kidding. I'd watch Let's Be Cops before Jersey Boys. But, uh, the last one, When the Game Stands Tall. The football drama. They got bad reviews. Yeah. I know uh, you're going to watch it. Nah. It's a good match with Undefeated. The documentary. Wow, oh, okay. That reminds me. I did watch another documentary. Oh, yes? Yeah? Let's hear it. The Boz. Have you heard of that? It, he no. was like one of the greatest... Uh, I think linebackers in college history. He played for um, Oklahoma. I think it was Oklahoma. Yes, okay, yeah. Offensive uh, lineman? No defensive. Uh, it's, I definitely know the name. In a... yeah, I, I can't re- remember his real name, but he was this normal kid who was really good. Eventually went to uh, Oklahoma. The coach kind of brought out this alter ego of him. He called himself the Boz, crazy, did all different crazy antics, wore a Hitler shirt at one point, I think, and um, ruined his career, basically. That'll do it. Got kicked out, I think, eventually went into the NFL, but his shoulders were so terrible because he was so incredible and was so amazingly, um, like, like, extremely into the game back in college that he ruined his shoulders. Uh, and so when he finally got to the NFL, he was already too damaged. Flamed out. Yeah. yeah. I do remember that part. Was, how was it, though, as a movie? You know what? That actually was an awesome documentary. Really? It was, a, I, I do think it was a 30 for 30. Oh, okay. Um, so it was only like an hour and 20 minutes or something. So not too long. It's not bad. Um, they did a great job. They do a fantastic job. Uh, actually, really good. I think... For a football film, this was awesome. Nice. I would definitely recommend it if yeah. you like football. All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We'll leave you on that awesome note. A good recommendation. I like yeah. that. But uh, you can email us, the Red Box Report at yahoo.com. Find us on Twitter at the Red Box Report. I'm personally on Twitter at the Oil Report. Like us on Facebook. Find us on Stitcher I- and iTunes. You can subscribe, rate, and review. And on Letterboxd, I'm at The Oriole Report. I'm at Casey Brady. And as always, have a great day.
Bye. Scary.